Hi guys, it's Ellis and this is the Animal Excellency Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the duck-billed platypus. Alright guys, let's get into it. The platypus has fascinated scientists ever since the first specimen was sent to Britain in 1799. The platypus is a monotreme. Monotremes were discussed on the first episode of the podcast, but I'll do a quick overview to jog your memory. Monotremes are strange-looking relics of the past, originating at least 110 million years ago. It is thought that monotremes have not changed much in millions of years. They could have been around in the age of the dinosaurs, and they are the only egg-laying mammals in the entire world. All monotremes generally have the same body plan. They are short-legged with a small head and tiny eyes. Adult monotremes also do not have any teeth, but they have a solution to eating food. Um, Platypuses will scoop up gravel and mud from the bottom of a body of water, along with any prey they find down there. They then will use the gravel and mud to help them grind and chew their food and then swallow it. Doesn't sound good, but it's how they cope with having no teeth. Sadly, all other species in the platypus's family group have all gone extinct. However, even before the other species went extinct, the platypus was still incredibly unique. It was the only species in its subgroup. While other members of the family had close relatives, the platypus was on its own from the beginning. Like other mammals, monotremes are covered in fur, lactate, or secrete milk to feed their young, have a four-chambered heart, a single bone in their lower jaw, and three bones in their middle ear. The platypus is an amphibious mammal, and it is well-equipped for an aquatic lifestyle. It has thick, waterproof fur to keep it dry, and dense underfur to warm and insulate it. It also has webbed feet and a flattened beaver-like tail, which it uses like flippers and rudders to propel itself through the water. They also have an unusually high density of red blood cells that enable it to make deep dives in pursuit of prey, if necessary. When diving underwater, a platypus will close the groove that contains its eyes and its ears. It will rely completely on its soft, pliable bill to help it find food and navigate. The flattened bill on a platypus is its most important aquatic feature. The bill resembles a duck's, which is where it got its name, duck bill platypus. The bill is covered in sensitive skin, and it uses its bill to probe the beds of freshwater, wetlands, rivers, streams, ponds, marshes, swamps, and lakes, a lot of bodies of water. They're found in a lot of freshwater bodies of water. And they hunt crustaceans, insect larvae, fish, and other small aquatic bottom-dwelling invertebrates. The probing bill has a very sensitive touch and can detect electrical signals coming from the muscles of its prey. So that is extraordinary. Platypuses are solitary, but occupy overlapping home ranges. So eventually some will meet and see each other, but they will not interact. However, in the breeding season, males defend these territories. They have a poisonous spur on each rear ankle, which they use to fight other males for territory and fight other males for mates as well. This spur inflicts a paralyzing sting, making the platypus one of the world's few venomous mammals. That's right, mammals. You don't see a lot of those. 
venomous mammals, they're very rare. Like almost all other mammals, platypuses store fat. They keep their fat stored in their broad tail for leaner times. Their forefeet are webbed, but can also be folded back. When they are folded back, claws are freed, and the claws can be used for walking and digging. Digging especially comes in handy when it is time to make a home. These unusual mammals spend most of their time in water, but they live in riverbank burrows. The burrows are usually 16 feet long, on average, but it may reach up to 98 feet long. Once again, that's an extremity. A platypus will also use their claws to dig up ants, termites, and earthworms in mud or soil. Female platypuses mate in the spring and have a gestation period of about one month. The females will then lay up to three eggs, but usually one to two, in a nesting burrow and curl around them to incubate them. Monotremes are unique because they lay eggs rather than give birth to live young, like most mammals do. The hatched young will stay in the burrow for three to four months, relying and feeding on their mother's milk. After the young come out of the burrow, they are gradually weaned and eventually dispersed to live a mainly solitary life and live on their own. While the mother forages, if, while they're young, while the mother forages, her young will be walled into a burrow to make sure that they are safe because there are many dangers out there for young platypuses and old platypuses, as long as their platypuses are still danger. They have been known to live at least 15 years, but they face many dangers from predators. Snakes, birds of prey, and large eels are the normal predators for platypuses, and they will feed on a platypus when given the chance. Feral cats, dogs, and foxes, which were all introduced by humans, also feed on platypuses. These are invasive species, and they do not belong in this food chain or the food web. They mess with it, and they actually, you know, decrease the amount of platypus, and they make it they make they, they make the food chain unstable. So invasive species were covered in my last episode. If you missed it, be sure to go back and watch it. It's a really informative and interesting episode, and yeah, I think everyone listening to it will like it. Duckbill platypuses are about 16 to 20 inches long, and their tail is 3 to 6 inches long. So their tail is really long for, you know, I guess, no, it's about the size of a beaver's tail. So it's what you would expect for a, an aquatic mammal. They are found in eastern Australia and Tasmania, and they weigh up to five and a half pounds. Fortunately, duckbill platypuses are common throughout their entire range, and their conservation status is listed as least concern, so their populations are doing fine, even with the invasive species. The invasive species are not helping and probably decreasing their populations, but overall, they are classified as least concern, meaning they are okay. This is an animal we should not worry about. We should not concern ourselves with this. Another interesting fact about the platypus is when it was brought to Britain, when the first specimen was sent to Britain, it thought people thought that it wasn't real. They thought it was just other parts of animals stitched together. They thought that the presenter, the person who showed them the specimen, was just trying to make money off of this fake design. But little did they know that this was a real animal. 
And while it is unique and looks crazy and looks out of this world, this is a mammal. And yeah, it's a real thing. It's as real as any other mammal, as real as a dolphin or an elephant or even us. It just looks really strange. But those strange adaptations, such as the duck-like bill, the beaver tail, its furry body, those help it thrive in an aquatic environment. All right, that's it for today. Come back next time to learn about symbiosis and the different types. Learn which ones help and which ones hurt. This is Ellis, and this is the Animal Excellency Podcast. See you next time. <laughs>